I'm Samantha. I'm Lauren. And I'm Rosa. And we're Spill the Cheese Net Podcast. Ooh. Sorry, I don't know why I'm singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, we we're always back. Focusing. We're always harmonizing. We're back for a new episode on this lovely week. It is Monday. We're a little, we're a little late. We're a little, a little late, light. but we were just not in the mood yesterday because yeah. of the pinche puto cowboys. Oh my god! <laughs> just I don't kidding. Even talk about it. it wasn't just the cowboys, guys. Don't even say that. Yeah, there's just a lot going on, you know, and sometimes you got to take a little break. Yeah, and that's what we had to do. And the cowboys did not help it. They were not. But, guys, this past Friday, Spill the Cheese Bed dropped their shirts for sale. If oh, you didn't yeah. see it, go check the Instagram post. It was lit. It was not what I was expecting. I got an ad for the shirt. Yeah, we're out here. I was like, whoa. We're infiltrating your Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. If you like, like it or not. I was like, this podcast really wants to sell their shirt. <laughs> And it's really popular. Yeah, guys, there's only a few left, and I really mean a few. Yes. So hit it up. Um, we're doing this, like, street-style deliveries. We're willing to ship, too. Just hit us up in the DMs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll work it out for you. I promise. It's the perfect Christmas gift. We might have to, yeah, like, carol at your house <laughs> and drop your shirt off. Oh, my God. That's a good <laughs> idea. That's such a good idea. But how was y'all's weekend? Oh, I did not say that properly. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It was a weekend. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> have been just being a homebody these weekends. I'm yeah. just, I've just been, like, trying to save everything up for all the Christmas activities, all of the mala-making activities, and New Year's Eve, because that shit gets wild. Like, these yes. last two weeks. I have a booked weekend coming up. Yeah, same. And I'm, like, same. stressing about it. We're popular, this guys. Weekend, this weekend, this month has been very um, active. It's it really been has. active, and it's kind of been slow. Yeah. But it's just because there's so much shit happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. This is our last Christmassy episode Aww, because Tuesday I'm is sad. Christmas, and mm-hmm. we're not going to be posting that day because we're going to be with our fans. It's also our second to last in 2018. Wild. Wow. We started this podcast this year yeah this year mm-hmm. we'll get into it on next episode yeah, yeah so next episode we will tease that what we're doing next episode our big new year's end bash we'll be teasing that later on so make sure you stay put and listening we have a lot to get into the celebs we were wild and out oh big yeah time a lot of news dropped a lot of news a lot of cheese a lot of bullshit per yeah. usual a lot of heartbreak we're gonna be getting into all of that right now. Kanye and Drake were on Twitter. Well, Kanye was Kanye on Twitter. Kanye was all on Twitter. And they have a bit of a feud going back to when Pusha T released his album and revealed Drake had a kid. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it turned into just Drake and Kanye yeah. beef. Yeah. So <laughs> Kanye went to Twitter. First off, he claimed that he never told Pusha T about his son. And then he said he didn't even hear the di- any diss tracks. So Kanye's saying he, even though he produced the album, he didn't hear any of the diss tracks. <gasps> okay. Um, and then he, like, y'all, this is like, I forget how many <laughs> tweets. I think like 125 tweets. Holy Something shit. ridiculous. And then he goes on to say stuff like Drake sent him purple demon emojis when he was going through his... TMZ meltdown, mm-hmm. and but Drake had called Kanye during these tweets, 
and supposedly threatened him. And so Kanye goes back to Twitter, <gasps> and he's like, don't threaten my family. So now he's bringing his family into it. So now Kim gets on Twitter, oh and God. she's like, if anyone tries to threaten my family or anything, and then she starts talking about how Kanye's a genius, and how he's done so much for the culture, mm-hmm. and music, and broken ground, and all this other shit. So <laughs> at the end of all this, <laughs> Kanye says that Drake is picking on people with mental health issues. Because Kanye has them? Yeah, because Kanye has it. So now he's making Drake look like a bully. Right. Like, Drake specifically targeted him just because he had mental yeah. health issues, kind of. Um, so Drake hasn't responded, really. Apparently, he posted an Instagram story of black crisis. Yeah, faces, I saw that. And that's supposed to be his response, but, you know, we're not sure. It's, um, yeah. But this was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Right. So this is just, like, a little part of the story. It goes wild. So from here at Spirals On, we have little angelic Ariana Grande (laughs) coming in, dropping her new song, Mm -hmm. saying, which is a banger, saying, guys, I know there are grown men arguing online right now, but Miley and I are dropping our beautiful new songs tonight, so if y'all could please just behave just for like a few hours so the girls can shine, that'd be so sick, thank you. Well... (sighs) If you know Kanye West, you know he don't like that. <laughs> so he replied, you know, at her, all of this foolishness, all of this foolishness weighed on my mental health. So Ariana, you know I got love for you, but until you're ready to really make sure everyone's okay, don't use me or this moment to promote a song. It's a weird situation. <laughs> it is. That's so much. So many thoughts. But in the same in the same train of thought. Ariana is a queen, mm-hmm. and she's going to stand up for herself. Right. Yeah. She said, with all due respect, I don't need to use anyone to promote anything, period. I was making a period. comment about what men are doing at the time versus women. It was a joke, which I understand now was probably insensitive, and she apologized. I, f- I feel like... Ariana maybe just saw that there was, like, beef. Yeah. Yeah. Because even I just, like, I didn't read into it because I'm like, here goes Kanye, like, going on a Twitter rant. So what I got from that tweet from her was she just saw there was beef. Yeah. Because they've been beefied since the beginning of this year. And maybe she just didn't read his tweets. Like, a lot of people didn't do. A lot of people just saw... Trending on Twitter. Exactly. Drake and Kanye beefing. I didn't read the whole story until yesterday because I was like, okay, I need to sit here, figure out what's going on for this podcast, (laughs) for this episode. So I could see how she just genuinely didn't understand, like, everything Kanye was saying, like, because she didn't read it. That, too. And, you know, maybe she really was just like, stop beefing. But also, like, just knowing her personality and the type of tweets that she puts out, like, yeah. I don't see anything malicious exactly. from Exactly. I, I don't think she I don't, was trying to be harmful. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I never took that as an attack on his, on mental him health. dealing with mental health Yeah, issues. exactly. When she's a huge advocate for that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's really hard when you literally have a heart, a song that's called Get Well Soon. Yeah. And promoting that to There's whatever, just... take an attack on that. But none other than former fiance Pete Davidson then came and he picks a side. He says, bravo, Kanye West, for standing up for yourself and speaking out against mental health. 
I can't explain to you enough how difficult and scary it is to be honest about stuff like this. We need people like Kanye. Okay, I have something to say. <laughs> so, first off, Pete would have never said this about Kanye if it wasn't at Ariana Grande. Exactly. Yeah. Because he was on SNL making fun of Kanye for yeah. being off his medication exactly. for his mental health issues. So, Pete, why? Why did you yeah. feel the need to say something now? And also, Kanye always goes on Twitter rants. Yeah. It's nothing new. It's not yeah. like people just kind of ignore it or they just, like, make a meme out of it or something, you know? Like, I understand where Kanye is coming from where he's like, people say, oh, he's crazy and they try to dismiss me and stuff. I get mm-hmm. all of that. But also, you are a grown man. You've chosen to not take your medication. Like, right. you've said that multiple times. Yeah. And if you know that medication would help you, to stay off Twitter, then maybe you should do something about it. Like, there's plenty of people with mental health issues mm-hmm. who take care of themselves, and they know, like, if I don't take medication, then this happens. Yeah. And yeah. clearly, he's in his head where he he knows to tweet he has mental health issues, and that's why all this is happening. Mm-hmm. Right. So it just doesn't make sense It's to me. a lot of contradicting, and that's what rubbed me the wrong way with Pete Davidson, too, is because he's constantly, like Lord said, constantly making fun of Kanye. Yeah using him as a punchline and like I feel for Kanye and Pete Davidson with their mental health issues that they're dealing with Mm -hmm. but they're also like pitting it against kind of innocent people but like people who really aren't like being malicious and being like hey you suck because you have a mental health issue like no one's actually saying that and Kanye if you really like the thing is, within these tweets, he was like, oh, it's all peace and love. I'm only putting love out there he and positivity. Then why the fuck are you on Twitter blasting people? Yep. Go to Drake and have a fucking conversation with him. If you're so elevated, such a genius, so loving, it's all positivity, you meditate in positivity, then go practice that and get mm-hmm. the fuck off Twitter and go handle your shit like a real man. Like, yep. yep. Just actions, it's so dude. Annoying. Actions. All he's doing is putting out words. It just on Twitter. makes me feel so like uh, it's very conflicting within myself because I get what Kanye's saying. Mm-hmm. I feel for him. I like. I want him to be better. I want him to have like be better mentally. But I'm just like. Who are you surrounding yourself with that it's allowing you to go on a Twitter rant mm-hmm. like this, not take your meds? Like, I don't understand why you don't have a better support system around yeah. you to be like, Kanye, like, you know, you're this creative, like you have this creative mind, so creative that you can't handle it. But you also have suffer from bipolar disorder and you need to take care of that like mm-hmm. you need to be on your meds and you need to get off twitter like i just don't understand yeah. what his inner circle is that and like why Bunch wouldn't yes you want to channel yeah. all your genius creativity towards you know something yeah. productive it just doesn't i don't know it doesn't make much sense to me and my heart breaks for him but i just think like I just think Ariana was just trying to prove a point. Like, mm-hmm. she was just trying to have a feminist moment, and it wasn't the right time to say that. But yeah. I honestly feel like, okay, she wasn't really reading yeah. the tweets. Like, because she's dropping a new song that night. Like, she probably doesn't have time exactly. to sit there and entertain what yeah. Kanye West is doing on Twitter. That's like entertaining what Donald Trump's doing on Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. The story continues, but I am going to put a trigger warning here um, due to what Pete Davidson had posted. On Instagram, he had posted, it's it's now been deleted, but if you really wanted to go find it, you mm-hmm. could on the internet. Um, basically, you know, hinting at suicidal thoughts, saying that he didn't want to be on this earth anymore. And um, it's really unfortunate because of, you know, I feel like people are not taking mental health seriously. It's, at this, well, yeah. I mean, in a sense, we're trying to be better, right. but we're also still contradicting our work. Yes, yeah. exactly. So it, it's unfortunate, but I mean, he was on SNL later that night. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, you know, the police did check on him. So many people were hitting him up. Machine yeah. Gun Kelly got on a plane yeah. to see him. So uh, people yeah. were like, hey, we care about you. Yeah, and Jada Pinkett Smith even like tweeted out at him. It's upsetting because he's talked about this so many times about how since he's broken up with Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande stands mm-hmm. not like us. <laughs> like <laughs> We're on his Instagram, on his Twitter, like sending him death threats, like mm-hmm. telling him to kill himself, like he was getting that before they even broke up though yeah Yeah. it's just just people it's just like modern it's just like trolls yeah it's just the trolls of the internet the same fucking trolls who made donald trump president and they get some weird high high yeah high off of doing this and it's just sad and heartbreaking to see because i can't imagine having millions of people constantly like go kill yourself yeah you suck especially when you're already you're ugly you're not shit without those people saying something Mm -hmm. to you i just don't understand how someone can sit there and type this to somebody who is already vulnerable because they're hiding behind a computer oh it's disgusting it's so disgusting and and my heart breaks for pete davidson and i hope he finds peace and i hope people can just leave him the fuck alone yeah i just wish that pete Kanye, Ariana, everybody involved practices what they preach to each yeah. other, mm-hmm. what they use, tactics they use against each other. I just wish that you are going to be the example of not bullying each other, mm-hmm. not taking sides, not calling someone out on Twitter all damn day. Like, mm-hmm. be that example that you want to see others treat you, like, treat others how you want to be treated. And I don't know, it, it like, I was freaking out. Like, I was telling, like, me and Lord were together. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, I hope he's okay. And then I get on Twitter and everyone's, like, checking on him. It's really scary and people deal with this daily. Yeah. You just need to be kind to each other. Yeah. And I just can't believe there's people who, yeah. I just can't I believe just, there's people like, who this. Like, this started because of a Twitter rant. And that's yeah seems so pointless. It seems exactly. so pointless. Like. Kanye could have easily just approached Jake about this in real life. Personally, yeah. Yeah. And left it None between them privately. This wouldn't have happened. It would have escalated to Pete posting a suicide note. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. If you go back and just think about how, like, little something is, but how big it can become. Like, just think before you act. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. And <coughs> also, like, I'm not trying to, like defend ariana grande because we y'all know we love her yeah <laughs> and i think what she did was wrong if yeah. she did know that kanye was yeah. about his mental health i think that that is wrong but her tweet <coughs> talks about people beefing so i'm sure that's what she saw but anyways she also suffers from mental health issues she her whole album is dedicated to that she already 
has gone through one of her exes dying. Yeah. Like, we have to think about how everybody feels in this scenario, not just the men in the scenario. Yeah. Um, and we shouldn't just go after all these three people, like, shaving them. They all just, they're just, I don't know. I don't want to sound like Kanye and be like, positivity and love. But, like, that's what it needs to be. It's just, like, learn your lesson. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just, like, what happened, like, with Drake and Meek when they were beefy. Yeah. Like, they worked it out behind closed doors, showed up on stage together, like, yeah, that's how this should have been handled. I'm like trying not to point fingers, but it's like a lot of these little quarrels that blow up into big explosions. Yeah, have come from tweets of Kanye. Yes, so it's like, come on, dude. He truly <laughs> has too much power. He really yeah. does, and that's the thing too is like people pick sides based on who they like more, who exactly. has more clout. Yep. So of course Kanye like. People are against him, but a lot of people are, are for like, him. let him yeah. be. Let him do all of this. <sighs> it's dangerous. It's, so... it's like, no, he shouldn't. We shouldn't let him do all yeah. of this. There's just so much unpacking from a tweet. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And also what Kim Kardashian said, like, he's the most genius person. I'm like, yeah. we, you, that's like yeah. a dangerous thing to say right now yeah. when he's acting out like this because it's just giving him the more power and more yeah, power. Yeah, you're like, it's okay for him to act like you're that. Yeah, this he done this. Like, what? No, it's Kanye, not okay for someone. And Kanye to be like wasn't that. the only person who paved waves for people. Exactly. Yeah. Like he wasn't the first person to wear a pink polo and act weird. Like, there are so many other people out there who did that too. I mean, we were Kanye stands. Yeah. I loved Kanye more than Ariana Grande. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought Kanye was a god. I, there's plenty of tweets and Facebook posts of me saying, like, he's a god, he's misunderstood. Yeah. I was Kim Kardashian back then. But, you know, as We've you grow up. We've had clarity. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You get the clarity. And it's just like, I don't know. I just hope that someone actually cares about him in his life and helps him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all learn from this Twitter experience, and especially like Hollywood learns from this Twitter drama that created all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, move on. Let's just move on. Let's move on to more celeb drama. There's <laughs> a lot happening. My favorite. <laughs> okay, so last week I think we reported that Cardi and Offset got a divorce, mm-hmm. or they're in the process of getting yeah. divorced, they're separated. So Offset has been wiling out on Twitter too. <laughs> Saying all he wants for his birthday is for is to get Cardi B back. Uh-huh. How sorry he is. He's just been going on like these video posts, yeah, on all these rants about how he loves Cardi. He like fucked up. Mm-hmm. He's like begging for her forgiveness. So if that wasn't enough, Offset crashes Cardi's performance at Rolling Out. Literally, like I would be so pissed. I'd be pit- I would kick him off stage. So what happens, Cardi's on stage, all, you see these flowers being rolled out, mm-hmm. and it's like, please forgive me, or like, I'm sorry, or whatever. And Cardi's kind of just like, what the fuck? And then Offset comes out, gets on the mic, begs for forgiveness, and I would be, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, why the fuck are you trying to overshadow off, my show, exactly. first off? Yeah, that. But first off, he goes, I'm really sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> called her bruh. Like, that's just offset no. being offset right there. Yeah. But I would be so fucking pissed. Okay, so after all this goes down on stage, of course, everything blows up. Twitter, Instagram, everything. Cardi gets off stage. She goes live on Instagram. <laughs> She's saying how 
she's upset that he did that it was already a bad show she was having issues like with the sound like people were out sick so she was already upset and that just made it worse because why are you try- like Lauren said why are you trying to steal her shine let her have her moment mm-hmm. stop doing things publicly y'all <laughs> do it in private mm-hmm. um but this was the same day of all this drama of Pete Davidson's post and all that. So Cardi went on live again, and she was just saying how she doesn't want people bashing her baby's father mm-hmm. because we don't know how it feels to have millions of people saying, fuck you, you're not mm-hmm. shit, basically just like constantly bullying She was like, I wouldn't want that for, to, for his fans to do that to me. Like, I really don't want my fans to go after him or anybody Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day that's her baby's father no one's gonna love her baby like the father of her child does and she also referenced pete davidson like you see how much bullying he got and how he feels she doesn't want that for offset yeah which i totally understand and respect for her to do like that takes a lot of guts to be hurting as a woman or just be hurting in general, like have your heart broken. And still want And them. still like defend them yeah. or just be like, please don't go after him because of course she still loves him and she shares a child yeah. with this man. Um, and then after she posted that, the fans started going off on Cardi. Like uh, she just wants to get like her haters, I guess. She was trying to get back with him. She's dickmatized. Like, she's just... So she gets back on live. She's like, the last thing on my mind is having sex with him. She was like, I'm more worried about how am I going to make this work with my baby's father when I'm living in New York. He's in Atlanta. She's like, I don't know. I'm not thinking about that at all. So she's calling out her fans. And it's just like, why are y'all, like, commenting and leaving hate shit on their posts. I just hate trolls when so Pete much. Davidson just posted earlier that day how and bullying makes him feel. She literally mentioned yes. that too. People just need to calm the fuck down. Stop trying to get likes on Instagram with exactly. your comments. Like it's so. I follow someone who's always trying to make jokes that are just super. Yeah, trying to get clout. disgusting. Like trying to get clout, and I'm like, dude, you're yep. miserable. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're so miserable, you're attacking someone who's not even going to probably see what you're posting. Also, you're never going to get famous like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's Mm. all so stupid. I just really respect Cardi for coming out saying that because I would be very angry if I was performing live and someone came out and begged for my forgiveness and made it a whole, like, headline instead of, like, my performance. Yeah. And Cardi B, you could tell she's someone who takes her, like, craft very fucking seriously. Mm -hmm. She puts in the work. So I would be pissed, but I truly respect her for coming out and saying that. And she even posts videos on Instagram on her actual Mm -hmm. timeline, like, saying, like, don't come for him, like, that's not okay. Like, we should stop bullying. She doesn't, like, advocate any bullying like that. And it's sad that that even has to be done. It do- it, it really is, is, but I salute her for doing it. Yeah. Like, I get they put themselves in, the in like, the eye or whatever. Like, they're famous. They did that or whatever. They chose that life. But we still have to respect these people. And, like, on this podcast, we talk about celebrity gossip, too. But I... <laughs> Never want to be like coming off as bullying someone. Yeah, like we called Offset out for blaming cheating. everybody yeah. and cheating, but yeah. those are facts. Yeah, <laughs> like, like we've dragged people, but like yeah. 
we've never been like, wow, so and so. Like, go kill yourself. Yeah. That would just, I just don't understand where people think they have the authority to do that. It's disgusting. Ugh. Like, everyone just be better people. Yeah. And I'm just, like, glad to see Cardi just growing daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, it's just nice to see. <laughs> and that little baby. I know. So, so precious. Cute. Well, some good news. Because yes. we fucking need it. Please. Netflix decided to give us a, a little teaser of the Selena series. And it's a scripted miniseries on Selena Quintanilla, which has the blessing of her family. I'm excited. Right? I do not. So Suzette was doing an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, and she said, Selena will always have a lasting place in music history, yes. and we feel great responsibility to do justice to her memory. With yes. this series, viewers will finally get the full history of Selena, our family, in the impact she has had on our, all of our lives. Yes. I seriously cannot wait. I'm excited. Well, and yeah, and the executive producers do include Suzette, um, Selena's dad, Abraham, and like some, <laughs> like her family. Yeah. So it's hopefully going to be accurate. The only thing that sucks is we have to wait till 2020. Dang. But also I'm like, it's Selena, make it perfect. Right. right? Don't just rush it because you want to put it out there and get all the like, ad revenue or whatever mm-hmm. right so i'm excited I'm for it i'm stoked. so stoked um selena is forever yeah she's like still relevant forever and there are some people saying are we like trying to just mark it off of her and i'm just like this is her family's wish it'd yeah. be different if it was like someone who bought the rights and just completely bashed it on yeah netflix like ruined it but just knowing that her family's involved makes me really excited about it. And, like, I have hope mm-hmm. in it. So we'll see. Also, she's our queen. Like, she right? deserves everything that she can have because she's unfortunately not here anymore. Exactly. Due to yeah, that Yeah, it's like keeping her memory <laughs> alive. Like, yeah, if we can do anything, it's keep her alive. Yeah, and just and so every and, like, future generations realize, like, Selena paved the way for a lot of you. Yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't be a Drake without Selena. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just well you know we love sex in the city here yes. yes and sam just got married i'm surprised <laughs> that this wasn't on her list of accessories i thought about it but you know the scene it's very sad but it's also <sighs> very important yeah. um, spoiler, alert. <laughs> yeah. spoiler alert spoiler alert in the first movie um Carrie is wearing a bird on her head. <laughs> yeah. Like a straight up bird. A y'all. straight up bird. <laughs> it's it stuck. was a bird. It was real and they killed it. <laughs> <laughs> so the infamous bird hat slash avion fascinator slash vintage bluebird hairpiece <laughs> will be available exclusively at legendary Sex in the City costume designer Patricia Fields pop up shop for the price of four thousand dollars saving up my coin you know what <laughs> if you renew your vows yeah i need like it. you need to wear it i need I it. legit need that i truly thought about that blue feather but then i was like oh wait she got left at the altar <laughs> Ooh, she was yeah. jilted it oh, was sad that was a big spoiler but they ended up together in the end. That another spoiler <laughs> another spoiler and then in the next one he dies <laughs> <laughs> and then he dies in the third one. Like, yes. Never and like we mentioned before, the third movie is not happening 
thank God, for the way it was written. Yes, thank God. But I, if I had the money, if, yeah. I would literally buy that thing. Wow. Right? <laughs> this Instagram influencer has the money. Oh, God. Because she put out a master class. It's a 12-week class for $497. Okay. It's called How to Grow Your Instagram. Okay, I need to take it. Right? <laughs> so you're like, okay, she. it's a travel instagram influencer so oh, she God. gets paid to travel the world and invade people's cultures and, yeah. and steal it <laughs> and also if you enroll into her master tribe that's what she's calling no. it white girl it's a white girl already bad you get to see behind the scenes of going from being broke traveler to becoming a six-figure earning travel blogger I mean, okay. So I understand. Your name, I, under- I understand. Yeah, but I understand that. <laughs> Get class. your coin, yeah. right? Yeah. So then she goes on her Instagram story because everyone's like, "This is really pricey." And she said, "I wanted the price to be a little painful, so it feels like an investment, and will <laughs> discourage people who are not serious about blogging as their future to participate. I only want people in my master tribe who are driven and committed to this career path." can't imagine doing anything else with their life this is not a space for i was always curious how blogging worked but i could never do it or not sure if it's for me but want to see Ew. so she's like you guys need to be serious about blogging and that's why it's 500 dollars." <laughs> so people joined <laughs> and they oh, ended God. up receiving only six weeks of material mm. instead of the 12 weeks and it included challenges Mm-hmm. Which were get a nine hundred dollar ticket, <laughs> here. which ended up just being to promote the program. So they received links wow. where they would get ten percent commission if someone like signed up through yeah. that link, and so it like all it just ended up being a pyramid, a pyramid scheme. scheme. Oh my gosh, no! <laughs> and everyone's like, really, bitch? Oh, she fucking made influencer pyramid scheme. Yeah, Do we and know? she was like, you. In the first week, you can get your money back if you're not satisfied. But they're like, no one was going to do that because in the first week, you're actually getting the tips the and the starter yeah. kit. Yeah. So you're not thinking it's a waste of money at that time. Yeah. So she, like, scammed everyone. Oh, my so God. So do we know how much she made? Um, I think I it was on BuzzFeed. They said, like, 300 and something people. <gasps> and it was, like, a hun- over $100,000 she made. Oh, my God. That's so fucking evil. So she made, like... A year's worth of income. Like a like high income in that <laughs> little 12 weeks. The 12 weeks. Well, six oh weeks. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say, what could she teach you in 12 weeks? Like, you would have to teach her right? how to edit a video. Like, filter that yes. shit up. Like, at least provide them with a damn camera. Right? At least, like, <laughs> give them a code for the app for free. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> like, mom. filter app. You get a code. You get a link. If people sign up through you, <laughs> you get that's commission. how you make your money. And then if you get 10 people to sign up under you, then you get their <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm all for people who put out good content for mm-hmm. free right. to do something where they get their coin. I agree. But don't scam your fans. <laughs> don't make a pyramid scheme. Don't make a oh, pyramid man. scheme, guys. Come a on. self-made pyramid scheme never goes well. <laughs> um. Well... Don't use Johnson and Johnson. Never do because they're evil AF. So fucking evil. So it came out that um, a report indicated that small amounts of asbestos has been lurking in the company's talc 
since the 1970s. Holy shit. Literally what we put on babies. Yeah. It's literally what makes baby powder powdery. God. So fuck up. So the company allegedly didn't openly communicate these results. Um, mm-hmm. Of course. And, you know, covered them up to of both course. consumers and the FDA. So... So evil. Johnson and Johnson was sued by 22 women who claimed that the company's baby powder caused their ovarian cancer, <gasps> and it resulted in like a 4.7 billion dollar verdict. Holy and so shit. there isn't like a link between the ovarian cancer uh-huh. and the talc, but asbestos is a, ca- a carcinogen. Yeah. Like for yeah. cancer, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's just like. That's fucking terrible. You more than likely were the cause. So you pretty much just like shouldn't use Johnson and Johnson since the seventies. Yeah, since the literally 1970s. what everyone uses on their babies. Yeah, yeah. So you just don't give a fuck. You're that evil. You need to do your research. Yes. And also, Johnson and Johnson has, in the past, like always been kind of called out for yes. like something. Yep. They test on animals. Yeah, like something that they've done or like hidden. Yeah. So you should really do your research and, mm-hmm. you know, it's never really been like an organic company. Right. Go to that organic company probably. Dude, like, even yeah. Nivea doesn't like tests on animals. Yeah. That's why I go with them. Oh, that's so evil. Straight up evil. You know your product is like marketed to babies. Yeah. And yes. you just don't give a fuck. Like, like harmless, you helpless little baby angels. And you just don't care. And you just, just put yeah. asbestos in their diapers. Ugh. Ugh. How are you evil? That? I'm over evil as people, man. Capitalism will do that to you, make you that fucking evil. Ugh, that's so so greedy and so yeah, that's just the worst ever. And it's like, ugh, they're so such a huge company. Like I literally just imagine them as like overweight pigs sitting on a throne, just like eating turkey leg and counting their cash. <laughs> But yeah, like Rosa just said, <laughs> <laughs> and like smoking a cigar, Ew, like on oh. Mad Max Fury Road, yeah. like that gross thing, mm-hmm. waiting up in the. It's like Job of the Hut. Yes, exactly. That's what y'all look like to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnson and Johnson is Job of the Hut. <laughs> but like Rosa said, to do your research, Johnson and Johnson owns a lot of different companies. Yeah, they have some that are organic. So just make sure you're deep diving into mm-hmm. that research and just look at what's in the ingredients of stuff basically mm-hmm. but we're gonna take a break yeah and then we'll be right back to discuss something very serious and heartbreaking so we just need a moment so this is some heavy news that we are reporting but we must talk about this earlier this month a group of 163 asylum seekers surrendered to border Pro- patrol agents in new mexico In that group, there was a father and daughter asylum seekers from Guatemala. They are from a rural farming area in an indigenous part of Guatemala. (sighs) So, they were taken into custody because they're seeking asylum here. And if you're not aware, the United States and Mexico basically cut a backdoor deal stating that all of the asylum seekers from South America, so from Guatemala, the caravan, all that drama, mm-hmm. would be held in Guadalajara in Mexico instead of what they usually would do would come to the border of Mexico, United States, request asylum, 
be given a case number and wait for their case to be reviewed, basically. Mm-hmm. So now they're, they have to do that in Guadalajara instead of the Mexico-United States border. So what a lot of them do now is enter the United States illegally and turn themselves over to Border Patrol agents in hopes to get a sooner asylum review, basically. Yeah. So seven-year-old Jacqueline Kalmakeen and her father turned themselves over to the Border Patrol agents in New Mexico. But in New Mexico, their facility wasn't able to house all 163 migrants that were seeking asylum and turn themselves over. Mm-hmm. So what they had to do was get a bus to bus them 90 minutes to another place. And when they turned themselves over it, Eight hours later, Jacqueline Call McKean was dead. So terrible. Like I stated, they had a bus her to they had a bus all of them. Mm-hmm. They only had one bus to do so. So Jacqueline and her father were on the second bus trip. So it took even longer. Mm-hmm. When asylum seekers or migrants turn themselves over. They're supposed to be treated with water and food mm-hmm. because they're trekking so long to get here. We're still unaware if that was given to Jacqueline. Um, there's still, this is an ongoing investigation. There's many stories out there. What the story I'm telling you right now is the media's portrayal of what's going on. So what they're stating at first is they get there. They're waiting for the bus. Jacqueline is dehydrated. They're supposed to get a medical examination upon arrival and turning themselves over. They, we don't know if that was done. So as they're waiting to be bus, her health is declining. And there's so um, the father realizes that when they get in the bus, she starts having trouble breathing. But they're still forcing them for, on this 90-minute drive and call dispatches to have an ambulance there when they get there so they still have to drive 90 minutes basically Mm -hmm. so once they finally get to the new border patrol office i guess it is she's not breathing anymore they rush her to the hospital they fly her to a hospital in el paso they revive her about two times i believe they revived her more than once but that next morning she passed away unfortunately a seven-year-old this is what the media is stating. Like I said, there's a lot of investigation still going on. Mm-hmm. The very sketch part of this initially, like aside from everything else, is it took a whole week for Border Patrol agents to notify Congress. The only reason they did was because there was reporters questioning what happened. Yeah. So without that, who knows how long that would have taken. And they're supposed if to... If they would have ever said that. Exactly. Anything. They're supposed to notify them as soon as possible yeah the hospital stated that Jacqueline didn't have she had dehydration she didn't have food for several days she didn't have water for several days she had a fever 105 um her she basically had a heart attack from all of this and that's what caused her death her Mm -hmm. so that's what's being stated by the media so far that's what they found out but just recently their family's lawyer went on to state a different story. It says, prior to going into 
Border Patrol custody, and contrary to the report that Jacqueline had not eaten or had any water for several days, Jacqueline had not been crossing the desert for days. Jacqueline's father took care of Jacqueline, made sure she was fed, had sufficient water. She and her father sought asylum from Border Patrol as soon as they crossed the border. She had not suffered from a lack of water or food prior to appro approaching the border. So that kind of already yeah. just, like, proves that what they were stating at first, like, mm -hmm. when she got there, she had no water or food in her for days, is incorrect. Yeah. yeah. So, Jacqueline and her father speak Keche as their first language and Spanish as their second language. Neither of them speak English, yet Border Patrol agents are relying on forms signed by her father, which are only in the English language. It's unacceptable for any government agency to have persons in custody sign documents in a language that clearly they do not understand. That's already so like a like corrupt. 50 million red flags. Yes. Yeah. It goes on to state, the El Paso County Officer of the Medical Examiner's Office, which conducted Jacqueline's autopsy, has made no public statement regarding her cause of death. In fact, neither the medical examiner nor Providence Children's Hospital have released records to Jacqueline's father. We would ask that the media and federal agencies cease further speculation about her cause of death until these documents are released to Jacqueline's family. Premature and inaccurate statements undermine the integrity of this investigation. So basically the family and lawyer are stating everything they're saying is false and there's no facts to back this up yeah. because none of the medical investigations everyone, have yeah. been released. Just everyone's trying to cover it up. Exactly. Yeah. Trying to cover their asses. So this is so heartbreaking that a seven-year-old lost her life in the custody of Border Patrol agents. This is under their watch. A lot of people are trying to spin this, saying this is the father's fault, that why would you bring a kid on this journey? I'm so overhearing that shit. Exactly. And the Border Patrol agents and, of course, Republicans are all using this as a message to say, this is why you shouldn't bring your child on this dangerous journey, like placing the blame on the parent. But in reality, if you're willing to risk it all, imagine how dangerous exactly. a situation they're trying to get away from is. Exactly. It's Ugh. not like they're just doing this because they're like, oh, I really just want to be in America. Right. Let me risk my life and my child's life. Like you can't even fathom what they're going exactly. through to have to do this because you're so privileged. And if you are a Border Patrol agent and what your statement is stating is that she was dehydrated, had no food, when you first took her in, why would you not give her that Ex medical attention yeah. and water and food and nourishment for her body if you're so aware of how dangerous the trek is to get here? Why would you not have immediately offered that? Because they love killing People. migrants. They love it. Yeah. So... It's just very sad and like it's sick. Ugh. It is sick. But I just am so like I hate that they're using this to blame the father, blame the parents who bring their children over here, but how are you so blind to not see how dangerous it is for them to risk it all? Yeah. It just Cuz they don't ever have to be in that situation. Right. So they don't put themselves in their shoes. No. Eh. why the world is the way it is right now and everyone's fucking greedy right it's just i don't even know it's just heartbreaking it's like it's not okay this is blood more blood on the hands of america or the united mm -hmm. states 
and I just don't know when is it going to end. When all the racism goes the fuck away. But then it's like a never-ending cycle. Right. That's how it feels. It just feels like fucking hopeless. A seven-year-old died and you're still spinning the story to be against asylum seekers. Right. It's like they're never going to fucking ever be on their side. Right. You know, it's just like just being at a loss for words because it's like, what can I physically do? Yeah. Because it's like, I know that there's like a lot of things we can do, but it's like, I want to literally like go pick them up and go there, go to the facility that, you know, they're being detained at Uh and like fucking do something. Yeah. Because, and it makes me want to like, I don't know. I wish I could buy out all of the like shady news places that give out these terrible fucking stories it's just fucking unfair. It, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's also just disgusting to see people spinning it and like people staying like, why didn't they stay in Mexico to seek asylum that they could get offered there or offered there? Like, because the way, first off, there's so many layers to that. They are being told because of Trump's policy of separating families if you are separated from your child at any time, they're scared that they're never going to see their kid again because of mm-hmm. what has happened, because that has happened in the past year. This earlier this year when he made that law, that happened. There's still pe- mm-hmm. there's still kids who are separated from their families there's right still kids now. There's missing yeah. yes. that they can't even account for. Thousands of kids they can't account for right now. So when they hear those stories, they tell their kid, if you get away from me, you're never going to see me again, so stay near me. Yeah. So, like, another reason for you to be like, wow, what they're escaping must be very dangerous if they're willing to even risk that, knowing that information. Like, you don't fucking know what they're going through. Exactly. Stop being a fucking racist asshole pig. Yeah. So mad. So, it's just, like, they're doing what's best for their family, and it's also heartbreaking because... She still has her mother and other siblings back in Guatemala, and they're mourning the death of her daughter and their sister. And her dad, I can't imagine how he feels, and I can't imagine how confused they are, like, in that moment of, like, even if she was feeling ill with the dad, like, how could he relay that to those people? Mm-hmm if they don't speak their language and they're making him sign these forms and that is so fucked up to make him sign a form in english who knows what they told him like oh it says this and this just sign it don't worry about it sign it it's gonna help like i speak english and when i get english papers to sign i'm even fucking confused right because i couldn't even even imagine what he was thinking and it's just and also he's vulnerable because his daughter was sick and like died even if she wasn't sick, just being vulnerable to thinking, like, I may never see her again. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Am I going to be sent back and she stay here? Like, there's so many different factors, but people are so fucking racist and xenophobic that they can't sit there and think about that. Nope. It's just, there's the, just, mm, the there's comments just people are disgusting. out there that just want to ruin people's lives, and it's just, you should go away. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're disgusting. all fucking miserable, dude. Um, and I just, I don't even know. It's just, 
I don't know what to do. The only thing we can, the main thing we can do is vote people in that we, that agree with us and we'll make change to all these terrible policies, the way we process asylum seekers, applications, having more judges there, like providing the actual, like investing in the court system there and revamping our immigration laws and like on how to process things and speeding up the Mm -hmm. process so we can actually get these people in the country, like let them thrive here. Why aren't we investing the money into that? Yeah, I don't know because people are fucking racist. They there's rather no, invest it into building a wall. There's now 15,000 children in camps right now. On Amer- In American like camps right now because they're asylum seekers. How, how, how are you okay s- with how that? How do we sleep at night as a country with that happening? There has been multiple deaths. We've reported on deaths of women being killed by border patrol agents in custody being We've molested about that. Raped. yes children being molested and raped while in these camps like it's not okay i just don't understand how these border patrol agents are still there and they're not being held accountable i mean obviously i know why <laughs> because there's money in the pockets of yeah. the right people aka the wrong people but i just like just sl- it's Oh, it's, it's fucked frustra- up. It's, it's frustrating fucked too. Up. Super frustrating. And instead of putting money into a fucking wall that doesn't even do anything, it's just for your like fake safe feeling. Like, why are we putting money into that? Also, there was a report that <sighs> Customs and Border Protection paid a firm thirteen point six million dollars to hire recruits because of Trump's law of vamping up Border Patrol and having more troops there. So that started at the beginning of this year. You know how many people they have hired from that $13.6 million? How many? Two. This whole fucking year. Two people. So instead of, like, if you must have these people in camps or whatever, instead of investing and making it a humane space or investing in helping process the asylum applications, you're going to put... 13.6 13.6 million into paying a firm to hire two people are paying for a wall and right now Trump is threatening a government shutdown because he won't get he's not getting his wall because he's a fucking titty baby in the midst of a child dying All at the hands of the United States of All America he's doing is a temper tantrum he's gonna he's shut down the government because he's not getting the wall but Oh, I just can't. I can't with how hypocritical everyone is, how stupid they are, how blind they are, and how fucking racist they are. I'm over it. They're racist. Come talk I'm to me, bitch. Yeah. And, like, when I was, like, reading all the news articles, listening to all the videos about this and newscasts, like, I was just getting so enraged. Like, I want to go to the border, punch all these fucking agents right? in the face. Like, mm-hmm. I... I just don't understand how you can treat someone so inhumanely and to child. the point where they lose their life. A seven-year-old girl who's just trying to find a better life and who knows what she was promised here. Oh, I want to cry. It's just... It's all disgusting. It's just... Oh, it's terrible. Like, I don't know. And it's just like we don't see and it's hard to have hope right now because... We know that we have him for, like, 
two more years and possibly just seeing all the comments on these posts and on these newscast videos it's really hard to have hope right now and it's like we must alas we must like we have to keep fighting we can't let someone like Jacqueline die in vain and all the other women and children Mm -hmm. who have suffered (sighs) I don't know it sucks it does suck I just can't imagine being like in that position of first off just being so afraid of just being taken by a even though they surrendered to border patrol agents being like told like okay you sit here you're gonna get on this bus we're gonna take you to this other spot it'd be the seven-year-old girl only knowing spanish and her native tongue like not even knowing what these people are saying half the time and seeing like children being ripped away from their families and knowing that that could happen to you but willing to risk all of that to get out of your country and to get out of your the violence that you would face there and like try to make a better life and hopefully like she already left her mom and her other siblings behind like I can't imagine the heart like the heartache she felt and it just breaks my heart and then for her for it to end this way like so fucked up so fucked up I don't know I just everything is like heartbreaking and enraging and I just hope like everybody does what they can like we can't say that enough like even those that are in the detainment centers like there's like supplies we can send to them there's stuff we can do there's protests we can hold like Mm -hmm. there's voting that can be done like there's just so much work to be done and I feel like our generation like millennials like it's falling on us and I'm like glad it is because I know we can do it we just have to do it because this isn't okay like oh I don't know I just I just like hate to see this happen again yes it's just uh, yeah I mean if there's anything we can do just to help like her family like, we'll, I'll look for it, um, but mainly just, like, do your part. Mm-hmm. Vote when you can. Canvas for people you believe in when you can. Have those hard conversations with people to hopefully change their mind or just try to get them to empathize with people. Uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of work that needs to be done. There's so much that needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. Not but... but we're gonna keep an eye on this story it's this investigation i hope we get the justice out of it because i already don't trust the united states investigating its own border patrol Mm -hmm. agents but hopefully there's some truth that comes out and hopefully you hopefully they drag them and tag them (laughs) yeah you listening if you're privileged enough to have a right to vote um, well, everyone has the right to vote, but are legally able to vote. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're privileged enough to start a protest or start a petition. If you're privileged enough to go down there and do some if work. If you're privileged there. enough to get a fundraiser going, like, I hope you listening don't let someone like Jacqueline die in vain mm-hmm. and that we all learn from this. And if you haven't done anything, do something. Do something. <laughs>
learn from it. You should wake up every day like, how am I going to fuck up and dismantle this patriarchy? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's literally what you should wake up saying. Go read some racist comments to, like, get you (laughs) pumped. Dude, it will. Reading this story, like, I wanted to go the fuck off Don't you just want to click on everyone's name and message them and be like, Oh, my gosh, yes. Let's have a discussion, (laughs) bitch. But then I'm like, where do you live? (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I just want to talk. Um, Okay, I need a show. Yeah, we are. But um, (laughs) rest in peace to Jacqueline Call McKean and... Yes, rest in power. Mm -hmm. Rest in power, yes. And we'll keep you updated. Mm-hmm. But that's it for this story. We'll be right back. We're going to go ahead and end the segment. And we'll be back with Chisme and Lakaya. See you. Hey! Post Malone is... <laughs> in the fashion industry? Yeah. <laughs> so you have heard him on the radio. Well, now you can see him on the streets. <laughs> on other people's feet. <laughs> I'm a rapper now. <laughs> no, just kidding. But... His first collaboration is with Crocs. Why? You know those like super the shoes you're only supposed to wear around shoes. house. Yeah. <laughs> well, they sold out in minutes. Oh my god. The original retail price of the shoe was sixty dollars. Jesus. They sold oh. out. They restocked, and they sold out again in oh minutes. Oh my goodness. And they are currently reselling for upwards of a thousand dollars oh my god shit, i should have fucking bought some just to resell them if you listen to kiss fm they're giving away <laughs> four pair they happen to get their um, hands on four pairs so you can get some and resell them i'm going to try to win those for real i was like yeah i want them just so i can resell them yes. there were people so waiting in a right. line outside the croc store they had like that's supposed to hilarious set up image you know the, the like ropes. the line ropes yeah yeah, yeah. Also, they're, like, yellow, and then they have, like, the tattoo that he has. On his um, head. Like, the barbed wire one. Fucking post I'm, like, here for it, though. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Like, just even just himself. Yeah. They even have the um, little, like, accessory, like, clip-on things, whatever they are, that you can, like, buy for your Crocs. I mean, I just buy those. Yeah. I, I would rock them for like a second and then I would resell them. Yeah. Do it for the gram and then resell them. Wear them around them. the house. Yeah. <laughs> I've never worn Crocs. My grandma loves I've never Crocs. Worn Crocs. I mean, that's like the prime audience yeah. for Crocs. Like, that's acceptable. You should have your grandma grandma all these. Most, yeah. Dude, she would have been stunting on them hoes. Like, for <laughs> real. That would have been so sick. <laughs> okay. But do y'all lift? Yeah, I only only lift. Do you even lift, bro? I do lift. Damn it, that's a better one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I only lift too. So, lift dropped the most popular drop off spots in Dallas. Mm. All right, guys, I want y'all to guess. You gonna call me out? Most no. (laughs) I'm gonna save that one for last. Okay, most visited late night neighborhood. Ooh, I'm like after two p.m. I guess. (laughs) I'm gonna say like um. I was going to say, like, Henderson area. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Rose it's uptown. It's uptown. Um, I didn't know anyone went there. I thought that was over. Me too. <laughs> no, all the douches They just go get there. younger. I don't know. Yeah. Sounded weird. I think yeah. Like, I think they're, and like, I get, I say the same age. They get spots. younger and I say the same age. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Most visited fitness studio. Equinox. I thought that too. That yoga studio. No, everybody's rich. No, LA Fitness. Like, oh. Y'all have to get this one. You have to like think about like what's right. average. Okay. Right. <laughs> Most visited late night restaurant. 
think Texas. Oh, uh, Whataburger. What, yeah. People live to Water. That's so Texan. I can't. I know. <laughs> That's so Dallas. And like late night, I didn't know you could get a lift there. I once saw someone in a taxi I mean, in line at Whataburger like, and was like, they're going to pay so about a hundred bucks yeah, just to wait in line exactly. at Whataburger. That line is so long at night. Mm. You yeah, they're dedicated though. That's like a two hundred dollar trip right there. Wow, with the food and the taxi included. Okay, this is weird to me. Most visited brunch restaurant. It's not what Quarter you think. Quarter bar. Where? It's not what we think. No, it's very weird. Is it like a chain restaurant? No. Oh okay. Think Deep Ellum. Um. Not Anvil. A Pop? very no. Think Deep Ellum. A very tourist de- destination. Oh dots. No, 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 no. It's I'm, food. I'm confused. I want to oh. say Angry Dog, but it's not. No. Buzz Bruce. Pecan, no, you said it's Pecan not. Pecan Lodge. A, really? Yes. Or I was brunch? like, no, you said not a chain. Yeah, I, I guess. guess. Okay. Lame. Most popular concert venue. Um, What's it called now? American Airlines. Just yeah. yeah. Oh. It is American Airlines. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say the one in mean, Fairport. <laughs> They have games there. And they have the biggest, like, the biggest names go to American Airlines. Okay. (laughs) Most visited bar. Think Dallas Douche. And is it in Deep Ellum area? Mm -hmm. Dots. Close. Oh, Bottled Blonde. Yeah. It's the other one, Backyard. Backyard. I was going to say, what's that one candy shop? The one that's Oh, my God. Is that still there? Truth and Alibi. Truth and Alibi. I don't even know if that okay. exists anymore. If yeah, you ever ask me Dallas. to go to Bottled Blonde, please don't be my friend. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Backyard's, Backyard's okay. chill. Yeah, I like Backyard. I mean, it's still douchey AF, but mm-hmm. it's chill because, like, the setting is mm-hmm. cool. And you can bring your dog, so it's mm-hmm. dog friendly. Okay. That's it. <laughs> well, good to know. <laughs> well, I don't go to any of those places. <laughs> mm-hmm. Since you mentioned American Airlines. <laughs> and that's nice. where the Mavericks play. Yes. And a few uh, episodes ago, maybe mm-hmm. even last episode, I stand Luca. Yes. And I'm not the only one in Dallas who stands him. We no. all have a big boner for Luca. Yep. To Stop. the point. He's 19. For his okay. for his playing his playing skills, Rosa. Sports wise. Sport, we have sports boners. Okay. Okay. Not um, sexual. Yeah, you know what? You're canceled, Whoa, Rosa. You said, it you said it. You guys are canceled. Sports. I'm just going to um, talk about sports. So anyways, we all love Luca here. Mm-hmm. To the point where someone decided to redo Hallelujah and name it Hallelujah. And I'm going to play it for you. It's okay. a very important song. It is. I'll just do the Christmas list. I am. <laughs> this is a live performance. I mean, he's the truth. Go off, go off, heroes. So where would he go? The fourth, the fifth, or would he fall and be a neck? The baffling kings took back the overlook. And thank you. For that. Thank you, Kings. Why do so, I want to cry? Isn't that beautiful? So beautiful? I know. Why do I want to cry? So it was performed by Isaac Lee and 
Lee and Jason Geller, and it was written by, I think, Jason Geller. Jason but, Geller got bars. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> a love song to Luca and saying, like, we're so glad that people passed on him. Yes. In the draft so that right? we can pick him up. And, God, that might be the greatest draft pick the right? Mavs have yeah, ever made. I agree. Right? I agree. No, I agree. It's insane. His, he's so talented, and he's only 19 years old. 19. He's I a really, fucking rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't even. I see great things for him. I see great things for us. Yeah. Y'all. For <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, gotta so take it away. <laughs> gotta take it away from Gotta him. take it away from Luca. It's about us it's now. It's a team thing, well, guys. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, hallelujah. <laughs> Time to see who we're shaking our heads up. We'll <laughs> 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 be right that Wait, wait. <laughs> we'll be right back to see where we're shaking it. Shaking my head. Shaking, shaking my head. Shaking my head. Shaking my f-ing head. All right, Rosa, who are you shaking your head at? I'm shaking my head at people tolerating slash loving Ted Cruz's new beard. Oh, oh my God. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> because it doesn't matter what his face looks like he's still an ugly ass man on the inside yes Mm -hmm. exactly like even like chrissy teigen was like commenting on it in a good way in a good way that she was like it's not terrible like it's not she's one of the people who tries to be funny so she's like i'm gonna be funny and i was gonna be no yeah no doesn't look bad i don't want celebs commenting on ted cruz's beard and saying no it makes him a little bit easier to look at. Like, no. No, it no. doesn't. If you're ugly all. on the inside, you're ugly on the outside. Mm-hmm. Feared or not. So. Facts are facts. So that's who I'm shaking my head at. Facts are facts and facts <laughs> are facts. All right, Sam, who are you shaking your head at? I'm shaking my head at the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, I never, I don't know how to say this, but I never believed our winning streak. <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting into it. I'm not going to like be like this is it. Even though I did tweet we're going to the Super Bowl. This ain't it, Chief. This ain't it. I don't believe in Dak Prescott. He still has a lot to prove to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you could come at me, but he is not an elite quarterback. I don't see him ever being an elite quarterback. Um, we were scraping by by our defense. Um, Zeke Elliott was the workhorse last. This past Sunday, mm-hmm. this I don't know how exhausted year. he was this right. whole year. Yeah, Zeke Elliott is what an elite football player looks like. Mm-hmm. Not you, Dakota Prescott. But if you want to be my friend, like I'll change my mind. <laughs> Dude, no, I like I want to <laughs> um, add on to this. I literally want to shake the head mm-hmm. of Dak Prescott yeah. because the amount of times that he just stands there with mm-hmm. a fucking football in his hand. I know. And they're coming just and willingly throw it gets sacked. I'm like, throw it away, It's infuriating. And um, I would, I and I, in the past when you were doing good, I was like, okay, all lives matter. I'll look, I'll look past it for this one second. <laughs> but, like, that's what happens when you're an all lives matter football player. Mm-hmm. Um, let me eat. Tell, I, like, pray mm-hmm. and hope that I eat my words that you're not an elite quarterback. But I don't see it. I want a new quarterback shaking my head at the Cowboys, the play calling, all of it. It was terrible. The Sunday yeah, was this, embarrassing. It was, yeah. It was very hard to watch. <laughs> Lawrence Bay. I just um, Okay, I'm gonna shake my head at something really quick. Okay. 
I fucking hated that game. Yeah. We were clearly outcoached because our coach mm-hmm. fucking sucks. It wasn't just all Dak. It was Yeah, I know. I'm just taking it out on him. Garrett's <laughs> dumbass coaching. But what I'm going to shake my head at the most is when you are on three and one and your running back <laughs> has gotten you down the field the entire way there. Three and one. Uh-huh. You're right there. You next next yeah. first down is first and goal. Um, don't throw it. Yeah. Run it with your running back who ran down the field exactly. the whole time. Why the fuck are you throwing it? And why are you relying on Dak who constantly messes up when it's you have an elite fucking running back i don't understand even dak could have just held on to the ball and fucking ran it to the first first down and that would have changed the whole mood of the game exactly because that would have led to a touchdown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think he forgot how to use his own legs yeah yeah because because so. he would, could definitely have run some of and those fucking scared dude. every time we do good he's forced to run he runs in that game yeah. that we do good and the reason that we were Having that little winning streak is because he realized, oh, well, shit, I got to run the ball yeah. at times, too, because I can't throw because I'm not an elite quarterback. Um, <laughs> I just have a vendetta against him because I just love Tony Romo. And I am that bitch. I know what you're thinking, but I'm that bitch. I was a homosexual, um, and I believed his he, his time here was not done. And yeah. Dakota Prescott <laughs> stole that time from him. I like how and his first yeah. full yeah, first yeah, name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that wasn't what I was going to shake my head at, but I got really mad. So what I was originally going to shake my head at was this, uh, stupid Dallas weather. Um, decide if you want to be hot or cold. Please. Don't be both in the same day. Within two day spans. In the same day. In the same day too. You're getting people Um, sick. It's very, yeah, everyone's getting sick. Um, do I wear a scarf to work? Do I wear (laughs) tights to work and risk wearing tights all day to work and being annoyed by the end of the day when it gets hot again? Like, what the fuck? Make up your mind. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And I'm over fucking the Cowboys. We <laughs> all. Uh, yeah, I have a lot to say about the Cowboys. I'm not going to get into it because I'm already mad. Uh, so we'll just end this here <laughs> and see who we're standing next. Oh, yeah. I had another one, but I'm not good. I'm just going to hold it in. <laughs> just bury it deep down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start it off. I am going to stand... Angela Ponce, who is Miss Spain. She didn't make it to the finals, but she is the first ever transgendered woman to compete in Miss Universe. And she still yes. made history. Yes. History. She said, if my going through all of this contributes to the world, moving a little step forward, then it's a personal crown that will always accompany me. I was Yay. like, aww. So yeah, shout out to her. Shouts out. Lauren, who are you standing? I am going to stan Sarah Hyland, who is an actress most known for her role on Modern Family as Haley. So good. Yes. So funny. So funny. Uh, She recently came out and talked about her, how she has been suffering with the illness her whole life, and she has kidney failure. And she's actually had two kidney transplants already. Um. And definitely go on YouTube and watch this video. Yes. It's very, it's very like heartbreaking to think of how some people they do have to deal with sickness their whole life. Like she's mm-hmm. been dealing with this her whole life, chronic illness. Yeah. And um, what hit me the most 
about this is when she said that she just feels like a burden on her family and friends because she's sick so she has yeah. to be taken care of mm-hmm. like whether it's her family or her boyfriend wells which that makes me love him even more I love him. Yeah. yeah like love that relationship yeah. even more um and that's just really Ugh. terrible to think someone's feeling like a burden on their loved ones i know i can't imagine because it's something you can't help i don't know i just want to stand her for coming out because there's a lot of people in that situation mm-hmm. who probably feel the same way and i'm glad she spoke out and they have someone to look up to and she did talk about how um she's also like a workaholic so she would like be on modern family set and then go and get this, dialysis yeah. and then like how she was just like kind of like pushing herself too um yeah i don't know it's just such a good it's video such a good video mm-hmm. and there's also one part where she's talking about how because her dad gave her her first kidney mm-hmm. how she rejected it and how she went into a deep depression like because she felt guilty mm-hmm. um so she does talk about mental health too and I, it's so important like she opened my eyes yeah. so much and in that video it's yeah. like i don't even you don't realize that these people with chronic illness with stuff like lupus and stuff like that like what they go through and it's just important to speak out yeah and the second kidney transplant she got was from her little brother and she oh. was just talking about how she also felt guilty because she's like i'm the older sibling i'm taking care of you like mm-hmm. why are you taking care of me and i was just uh, like they made me cry yeah it's gonna make me cry talking about because it it's very emotional and it is eye-opening if you don't have a family member or you personally don't deal with the chronic illness um so i do suggest watching it just so you know like this is out there yeah definitely <laughs> so mm-hmm. i just love her that made me love yeah, her so much same. more i'm gonna have to go watch that we'll have to tweet it <laughs> yeah well <laughs> samantha it. what are you standing Okay, so we're all actively standing Alejandra, Pablo. So we've stand her before. Yes. Um, back in, like, March, I think, she mm-hmm. was detained by ICE. Mm-hmm. We tweeted out the links to sign all the petitions. She was released. Um, but just recently, she has been ordered to be deported by an immigration judge in Tuscan, Arizona. So her only option now to stop her deportation is a governor's pardon. So we're going to tweet out a link again from actionnetwork.org. You can link her up there, too, to sign that petition. They still need 7,000-plus signatures, so make sure you go sign it to reach their goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll tweet that out. Like we said previously, she's an advocate for immigration rights. She's out there doing the work that mm-hmm. we always preach. Even though she doesn't have the privilege exactly. of doing it. She's been out there. She's been detained for doing said work she's an active member of mi gente which is a digital grassroots hub for latinx and chicana x movement building and worked as a field coordinator for the national latina institute for reproductive health where she organized to raise the voices of latinas in virginia for policy change at all levels of government issues um she's just a badass so she's out there doing the work when she doesn't have the privilege and She's sacrificing staying here to do so. So make sure you go sign that petition. 
and follow in her footsteps. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So we'll tweet that out for sure. Well, that's it for standing. And next, we will be back with the Christmas, our last Aww. Christmas corner. Thank God. Just kidding. <laughs> I love Christmas. Like everybody's attention, Christmas is canceled. All right, guys. So we're back. And this time, it's a big one. Wow. It's a big number. Wow. <laughs> so Wait, what is that? I don't know. What does that entail? Heavy <laughs> <laughs> number one. <laughs> so can I have number Why? one? So we've been counting down our favorite Christmas snack slash treat, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Christmas song, and Christmas movie. And so we're here with number one now. Yes. We started at time. number four. We're here at number one. We made it. It was a journey, but we're time here. Flies. Numero yeah. uno. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's just get into it. Sam, what's your number one <gasps> Christmas treat that you just have to have during the holidays? All right, guys. Every Christmas, I have to have the body of Christ because he's the reason oh, for the season. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Rosa believed you and I dragged you. So if you're telling um, the truth. He was born just to die for our sins. So I'm glad you think that's funny. I did have some the <laughs> She's a fraud. She's a fraud. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, my number one snack or whatever is Boonwellos. Mm, my grandma makes them every you Christmas. Oh, um, it's a treat for us. We don't have them all the time. Yeah. It's literally just at Christmas. My grandma Irma <laughs> makes them for us, and they're delicious. And we drink hot chocolate with it, and it's delicious, and everything's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's after it. like a full feast of tamales, like eating tamales <laughs> all day. Mm-hmm. Finish off a boonwell and uh, hot chocolate. Ooh, mm. y'all's queen. Okay, Rosa. Well, um, one is actually a treat. It's, uh, I like to mix DiSorono and eggnog. Um, which, like, I never was an eggnog <laughs> I was gonna say person. She <laughs> but, yeah. I but think my I'm, dad got uh-huh. me on to eggnog because he was like, it basically tastes like melted ice cream. And I was like, <gasps> okay, um, you're kind of right. But then, you know, you the I like alcohols. <laughs> oh, she's I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm not an, not an alcoholic. I'm just kidding. You can enjoy. She alcohol. is addicted to. Porn, I'm addicted. To porn. I think I'm willing. <laughs> I think I'm willing to try it this year. I think but it might be the year. It is like, it's <laughs> so good. Okay, bring it to Friendsmas. I will. I will. Yes. Um, my other treat is a candle. Lauren was mentioned her dry bar. Winterwoods. Well, yeah, Winterwoods. Actually, I did go buy it. It smells really fucking good. <laughs> um, so good. my candle is from Society Candles. She bougie. Okay, but wait. This candle is so fucking good. It's called Christmas in Texas Candle. They have like a whole line of like Texas Ooh, candles. I want to smell. And it is the notes. Because there's a regular Texas, but this is the Christmas one. Mm-hmm. And it's notes of toasted pecan, ginger, <gasps> cardamom, and vanilla bean. Oh my god. And you it smells so fucking good. You had Can you bring it? At yeah, actually, I could bring it. <laughs> Please. Please, Bob. But that's those are my two treats. Okay. I won't know if you're right until I smell it. So <laughs> I want to smell. But also, <laughs> it was kind of hard picking a Christmas treat for number one. I was like, I don't know any. But then <laughs> I went to a Christmas party, uh-huh. and I was like, bitch, this is my number one. Okay. <laughs> it Go off is the sugar cookies shaped like trees 
and Santa yes. Claus covered in sugar. Oh yes. Gosh, like yes. the sprinkles. <laughs> it's so perfect. Uh-huh. I'm about to go stock up on some because I had some and I was like, bitch, these are just yeah. number one. These the are San- number one. And the Santa Claus heads are better good. than the. Yeah, the Santa Claus heads are the goats. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if you see those, go for the Santa Claus heads. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and put tamales here too because I totally forgot wow. about tamales. Wow. wow. We all did. We suck. But I eat them that's true, but like Christmas <laughs> guess, is yeah, the Christmas. season of the tamale. Yeah. And yes, I do say tamale sometimes, and I hate myself for it. She's Sorry. canceled. Tamale. She's canceled. <laughs> All right, so let's move on before I get canceled to your number one favorite <gasps> movie, Beesh. Yeah. I'm ready to be canceled right now because the reason I'm picking this is for family purposes. It's not... We might have the same one. It's not a movie you think of when you think of Christmas classics, but it is some might. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Jingle All the Way. Yes, Queen! <laughs> Starring Academy Award winning actor. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He should be. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He should have won an Academy Award for this role. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um... It's just a funny ass movie. Man, it is the goat. I'm gonna cu- chime in here too because yeah, this is my do, number we could one. Double team, and it also has one of the greatest comedians, Phil Hartman. Yes. Rest in peace. He Rest in peace. Fucking dude. makes this movie go yeah. to a hundred uh-huh. on Rotten Tomatoes. Fresh, <laughs> like it is so. <laughs> do you want to know what the Rotten Tomatoes score is? Oh, Whatever it is, it's not right. Sixteen percent. Bitch. Come to me. I challenge Come all of you to, to watch Jingle All the Way. Um, in our household, it's a classic. Me, my sisters, and my dad watch it every mm-hmm. year, multiple times. My mom hates her life. <laughs> yeah, she hates it because we're like, ah, we're always quoting, that. like, we're like, like, look in the background. Look at that rewinding. guy with the guitar. Yeah, we're just like laughing at the most random stuff. But yes, Phil Hartman was the GOAT. Yes. He's gone. He was gone He's way too gone soon. Gone way too soon. It's an iconic movie, so... It also yeah. has the little kid from Star Wars that plays Anakin. When yeah. <laughs> so and you fucking know Sinbad, dude. Like, yeah, yeah Sinbad. Sinbad it's so and funny. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Name a better duo, I'll wait, okay? Name a better comedy duo, I'll wait. God, it's so funny, man. And also, it is one of those movies where you watch it as a kid and you laugh, but when you watch it when you're older, you laugh way more. Yeah. Because of all the humor, like... The I'm tasting your wife's cookies yeah. joke. <laughs> like, God, it's so oh, funny. Damn it, Phil Hartman, rest in peace. Okay, Rosa. No, I love that movie too. <coughs> um, my choice is like not even really a Christmas movie. So like I might be canceled. It better be good. We're all canceled. But every Christmas, I have to do a Harry Potter marathon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is a Christmas it movie. Is. It basically the first one is Christmas enough for all of them. Yeah, exactly. Anytime you watch Harry Potter, it feels like Christmas. Yes. Yeah. That shit rolls. Yes. And you know, for they sure. always like play a marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Of Harry Potter Christmas. So I have to have a Harry Potter marathon. Yes. Christmas. Yes. Oh my god, you're so wrong. Right. Go off. Go I mean, go happy off. Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. Iconic. Happy Christmas. It's sent every Christmas presents. from me. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. It is. Okay, so mine already was Jingle All the Way, and we talked about it and praised it. Yeah. So I'll move on to your first favorite song. I don't know. I feel like I'm picking this just from a pop culture standpoint. I'm picking Mariah Carey All Out for Christmas Is You. 
classic. Though. It's a classic. It is a classic. It is it's a classic. It's hard to make a Christmas song that's going to be in rotation for the eternity of this planet. <laughs> but this bitch did it, okay? And she makes hella money off of it every year. And how can you beat this? When you hear this, you're like, yeah, it's you on. already know. It's a mother. And you're it's like, okay, Rosa. Mariah Carey just entered. She's singing it live. Lisa hates. No, multiple people hate it. I I hate her kind of. (gasps) Okay, that. But she does like to hear this song. I low-key <laughs> hate it at times. Like, I only want to hear it once or twice, but I got to give it its props. She did the damn thing mm-hmm. all over for Christmas. And that you? video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little Santa's Love it. outfit. Yeah. Iconic. All right, Rosa. Man, young Mariah. My number one song. I'm excited to hear this, honestly. Because you said who could, you know, have a song that mm-hmm. is around for generations. Right. Well, this one was the OG. No, no. Cool. Cool. Mariah from Carey. 1920 or what? No. <laughs> from 18. No, 19. just a little bit earlier. <laughs> oh, that's a good Last Christmas. Okay. By Wham. You're fucking I right. I knew because it. it's the fucking it is okay it's you're right wham out of right. all the newer newish not really new pop songs last christmas is yeah last christmas beats out mm-hmm. all i, want I agree christmas. i i i agree i, I bow i'm bowing now that <laughs> voice r.i.p george michael oh that makes me so sad and he george died on christmas that. when he goes Ooh, you're oh. right <gasps> i remember when that happened was i was like i was eating christmas dinner Reading Christmas I was cookies. so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset. Are you gonna play it? Oh, <laughs> we need to hear that damn song. You can't just Sorry. say that song and we not hear a clip of it. I know, right? Because George Michael will live um, forever. Yeah, he will. He will. I love him. Here we go. Oh, bitch. that just starts off like. I turn into an 80s white person in point one second. Not dance or be happy. And it just jumps right in. Yeah, it starts with the bang. That's how the fuck you do it, bitch. Yes. Just go. Love it. it goes. Love it. I'm going to blast that on the way home. Right. Um, Truly iconic, but I think my number one song. Oh, my God. I'm scared. The most iconic. Honestly, it's the GOAT. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. It was iconic Prove before me wrong, they bitch. even. Prove, Prove me wrong. Let's hear it. Before they even came up with, like, stuff being iconic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So, this is. Sleigh Ride, but by Leroy Anderson. <gasps> there are no words spoken. It's all instrumental. I definitely see, like, the Rockettes dancing to yeah, this. Yeah, but I'm like, skipping to the precise. very best part of this. The amount of times we have to like, hear this because yeah. of Lauren is just... Yes, bitch, go off, bitch. Can we tell? Can we tell the story of that one year? You couldn't find that song. Okay, yeah. It was 
very tragic. <laughs> um, I fucking love that song. It just, for some reason, it the little horse, because we always say that my little dog Coco looks like a horse. Yeah. I just imagine her running around the whole time to that song, and that's why I love it so much, because she's so cute. She's pulling Santa. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I cannot when she does horsey. <laughs> yeah, she does horsey, guys. And, um... So I'm always trying to look for that song. It's almost like a Christmas tradition. This it time, is. It truly this is. year, Rosa remembered and told me who it was, and yeah. I was like, "Thank you." Now I know. But I was searching for this song. I was like, "I know it's Sleigh Ride," but I don't know yeah. by who. So I was like, "Sleigh Ride instrumental," and I'd bring up all these random ones. I'm like, yeah. "That's not the horsey." That's not the She had us all searching. Yeah. I was like, look up. There was like five of us searching. (laughs) I was like, look up Sleigh Ride with horse. (laughs) With horse sound. (laughs) And we finally found it. And then the next year I forgot and we had to do it all over again. I was like, Lauren, hey. So, yeah, that's the fucking goat. Also, Lauren has a Christmas playlist. You should listen to it. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's called Work Xmas. Because I made it for work. Because <laughs> it's safe to play at work. Yeah. And it has all the songs we just mentioned on it mm-hmm. and before in the past one. So go. You added Christmas there. cookies? <laughs> oh, it doesn't have Christmas cookies because <laughs> I totally um, forgot about that song. Does it have RuPaul's Christmas cookies? <laughs> Not work appropriate. Yeah, it's work appropriate. I couldn't put Lady Gaga on there either. Now I just want to get the yeah. little horse. Right. Okay. I was going to be a puto and put a Trans-Siberian <laughs> Orchestra here. Um, you should, actually. Christmas! It goes hard, and me and Sam actually saw hard. them live. We did. Dude, I almost saw them one year live. I was upset that <laughs> I didn't go. Okay, we went out as a joke for free? <laughs> we went yeah. ironically? Well, yeah. I mean, no, like, dude, my cousin yeah, used to work good. at a radio station. He had tickets. But, like, yeah. my family went without me, and they didn't Wow, tell me. bitches. Oh. They were like, oh, we, like, got these... Steven got us these tickets to see yada yada. Have you ever wow. heard of them? And I'm like, fucking yeah. Are, have you ever heard of that bitch? Are you kidding me? All right. Well, we have one more countdown left. And that is our office. That is the office Christmas episode countdown. Yes. I'll fight. We are I'll now fight. at number one. But before we reveal number one, I have okay. an editing note. Okay. We should have totally put Secret Santa at number two. I agree. I we, agree. T- we were too excited I agree. about the office, and so we put it at number four, and it should have been at number two. Um, I'm sorry, the office. I'm so sorry. I was I, too focused on number one. I'm also really upset that Belschnickel didn't make it. Impish? <laughs> Impish or oh, admirable? No. <laughs> like, that Dwight's Christmas is actually like. It's underrated. That's honorable it's mention. Un- yeah, honorable sure. mention. Okay, yeah. Because. It is underrated. It's the last Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. It finally reveals that Dwight actually does very much care about Jim yep. and doesn't want mm-hmm. him to go. So cute. So it's just a it, great. It makes me cry. <laughs> I might cry. Don't cry. Okay, so we're going to reveal our number one. Are y'all ready? Number one Christmas office episode is... A Benny Hanna Christmas bitch. I'll fight you. I'll fight Part you. Part one and two, bitch. I'll fight you. So in this episode, could have the app up to do that. Michael life. decides to <laughs> Photoshop himself on Carol's <laughs> family ski trip and send that out as his Christmas card. <laughs> 
Carol is like, um, you're weird, and she breaks up with him. I like how we she's walk like, out this door, it's yeah. over. I, I know. know. I like how whenever she's like, I should have known from the early proposal. Right? <laughs> he proposed like a few episodes. Like four days. Fourth day he proposed. <laughs> okay, so that's how it starts out. And then it goes into like Michael being really sad. So Andy tries to cheer him up by taking him to Benihana. Mm-hmm. Um, while that's happening back at the office, Angela planning party committee There's is beef. planning the party and she is just like being a total Angela Angela to <laughs> Karen and so Karen leaves and Pam's like you know what I need to be nice to Karen so she starts talking to Karen bitch. and they <laughs> make their own planning the party what is it the party planning oh. the, the party that plans par- or the committee, the committee that, that plans, plans party, party. <laughs> so like they make their own committee and they have a dual party. They're like planning it. So that's happening at the office. And then back at Benny, <laughs> it's just so genius because Andy's trying to get him, get Michael over the breakup. So he's like trying to get him to talk to the waitresses. And then it's funny because Dwight is sitting like that is far away from such a genius move. Uh-huh. The having Dwight because they're at Benny yeah. Hawkins. It's a fit. Like you know how it is at City. Yeah. Yeah. So. Dwight is sitting two people down from everybody yeah, else. Yeah, two random people. And he can't hear anything. And I love the part Mike was like, she used to drink a latte and get a mustache. Carol had a mustache? <laughs> yeah, in the background, you're like, Carol had a mustache. He's like hearing every hear other anything. word. So he's trying to chime in. Oh, and the best part, he's like, in the color of her eyes. What color were her eyes? I'm going to call her. <laughs> yeah, he's like, don't call her. And then the genius moment where... Dwight's trying to get Jim's attention and he's like, What are they saying? And Jim and Dwight are like going back, <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> he's like, Jim, what are they? And she's asleep. Narcolepsy. <laughs> Narcolepsy. <laughs> it's all everything that happens in this is so funny, but the fact that it was a two part Yes, genius Christmas episode and when they do the two be continued, it's when Stanley stands up. <laughs> And he's about to choose between Angela's party and Karen and Pan's party. And they just go to black and they're like, to be continued. So dumb. So fucking but, hilarious. Uh, one of my favorite parts is when Michael is like moping around the office. Yes. And he's laying on the floor by Pam's desk for some oh, reason. Yeah. <laughs> and they're short one of the robes from corporate. <laughs> and Dwight's like, we're short one robe. Take it from Toby. Toby. They show Dwight ripping it, and Toby's like, why? (laughs) And he just accepts it. And then another iconic scene is Dwight walking in, like, storming into Michael's office, because Michael's moping in there, and he's, like, trying to get rid of everything that says Karen's name. And Michael's, or Carol, sorry. And Michael's just replaying the sample from iTunes. (laughs) You have been the one, you have been the one for me. Just like that, just dates it so much where you just listen to like the sample on iTunes before you bought the song. That and the song itself. <laughs> you have been the one. What is that like, James, James Blunt? Blunt? James yeah. Blunt. Uh, so funny. Yeah, and <laughs> also just it's just fucking everything's iconic in this episode. And it has he, one of the best quotes. It's like when he yeah, and he walks in the beginning with the used bicycle, yeah. and he's like, I and would like a size well, It starts yeah, it starts out with. Dwight bringing in the, the dead, dead goose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's a Christmas miracle. 
Oh, it's so good. And, and then when Phyllis is like, I like goose. Is it so wrong that we eat yeah. it? Is it so wrong that we eat them? And it's like, <laughs> yep. Reed's like, yep, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> but it does have the iconic quote of, she ain't no hoe. No, no. I think yeah. we should play it. We have to. It's one of my favorite quotes from The Office. Yeah. Thank 100%. You. Top three. Bros before hoes. Why? Because your bros are always there for you. They have got your back after your hoe rips your heart out. For no good reason. And you were nothing but great to your hoe. <laughs> and you told her that she was the only hoe for you. <laughs> and that she was better than all the other hoes in the world. And then... Then suddenly she's not your hoe. No <laughs> His fucking facial expressions. The way he, like, just delivers, delivers the line, the timing. It's just all uh, so great. And it's that show just came out. Christmas. The per- yeah, it's a fucking bitty yeah. on Christmas. Oh, and then Michael has to mark his girl's arm. Oh, my <laughs> oh God. Because he can't tell them apart. So, so fucked. fucked up. Oh, that's just Michael Scott. Just perfectly Michael Scott. Yeah. This episode is perfectly Michael Scott. It really is. All right. But, yeah, fight me. I'll, I'm willing to die I think that's number one, for that though. number one. If it's not your number one. What is it? Then it should be your number two. <laughs> At least. <laughs> Good. Then I'll fight you. I'll if fight it's you. not your number one, it's because you put part one at number one and part two Duh. at number two. But we're putting both at number one. Yeah, definitely. So I hope you guys liked this little break from just random shit in this part <laughs> of the episode and all being Christmas centered. And y'all all have a great holiday. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't celebrate anything, just spend time with your family yeah. and friends. You have the day off, so out with your family yeah. and your friends and your dogs and your cats Definitely. and your ferrets whatever you have yeah uh-huh. your fish happy holidays happy holidays happy holidays happy life yeah <laughs> so happy, yeah oh, just next kidding. time we see you i was gonna remember that commercial that was like happy chris mahana kwanzaa to no. you no okay (laughs) um but next time there's a random corner it's going to be a new year so it's fucking weird wow i don't know what i'm gonna do for it yeah the first random corner of 2019 it has to be extra random we're getting 2019 i gotta be more random (laughs) shut up my goal is to be more random and like just be random all the time yeah do you agree with our Christmas countdowns? Let us know. Share <laughs> your countdown with us. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for the random Christmas corner for the year. We mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. done, bitch. We've counted down to one, bitch. So, yeah. Yep. I'll see you next year. And we'll be back Damn. to close up the episode. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it for this episode. Last Christmas-themed ep. Last Christmas, Christmas. (laughs) gave you our hearts. Gave you our hearts. But I hope you liked this episode. It was a long one. There were so many different. I'm emotionally exhausted. It's always an emotional roller coaster with these podcast episodes because there's just so much to talk about. But Mm. I mean, we enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Even the hard news, like I feel like it's very important to highlight it just so we're all aware of what's going on Mm -hmm. and we can make the changes we need to. Like. Yeah, we're obviously ta- um, paying attention to that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It impacts everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even if you're racist and xenophobic and think it doesn't, it does. So, yeah. It do, it do. <laughs> Your face. Um, but 
Y'all, this is our last regular episode of 2018. So Isn't that... How did we get here? I really don't know. I feel like Um, we just started yesterday. But we are going to have one more episode in 2018. But it's going to be different. It's going to be the best of episode. And not the best of our pod, but the best (laughs) of the year. So, like, music, movies... Our favorite pop culture moment. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then we can talk about our goals and what we see in our future. So if you want to get involved in that, go ahead and send us an email. Spillthecheesemith at gmail.com. Tweet us. DM us. Do your thing. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, we do want you all involved in this. We want your opinions, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Order your shirts before Christmas. Yeah, They would make a great Christmas gift. Yes, so we put out shirts, guys. Go look at our Instagram. They're on there. They do say anti-Chisma, Chisma Club mm-hmm. on the back, mm-hmm. in front. It's so cute. It is a long sleeve shirt. It is black and pink. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Whoever you get it for, they're going to love it. Yeah. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. So go look at that. DM us if you want it. It's like the easiest wear, too. Comfortable. Yeah. You can dress it up. You can dress it down. Do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. Connect just the rise up. Just rock it, bitch. <laughs> so follow us on Instagram and Twitter at spillthecheesma.com. Spillthecheesma.com. <laughs> at for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We also have our site up, spillthecheesma.com. Go look at it. We put a lot of work into yes. it. We hope you enjoy it. Labor of love, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. The shirts, the website, the podcast, all of it. Yeah, go support us, man. We're trying to follow our dreams here. Yeah, support the homies and just make us your homies if you don't have. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be your homies. We're always accepting new homies. Yeah, and you can follow all of our individual accounts. I'm at Sam Bamboo. I'm at Lauren Babysus, B B Y S U S. I'm at Rosa La Famosa. And we hope you all have an amazing holiday, whatever you celebrate. If you don't celebrate anything, you're spending time with your family and friends. Mm -hmm. You get your day off, you get a rest. Whatever you're doing, just enjoy it. Enjoy this moment. And we wish you happy holidays. Yes. But please remember to follow us. Grow with us. Most importantly, be jolly with us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And buy a shirt. Okay, bye. (laughs)